right. Hello, here we are talking about coaching. Um, my name is Yannick. I'm here with Sivash. Uh, we're missing Nikki today. Uh, Nikki couldn't couldn't make it today, unfortunately. Our uh, our thoughts are with her, and uh, we miss her dearly for her fresh perspective as a coach who's uh, not newly qualified anymore, but uh, recently qualified. So I was value her kind of uh, perspective of being at that point in her journey. Uh, that's part of why we're, why we're doing this here. So let's, uh, we can, um, I can put our minds into a beginner's mindset for this next question. Um, but I'm particularly interested, um, excited to tap into your expertise, Sivash, because I know you've been working with a lot of coaches uh, doing exactly what we've been asked because we've been asked and I, I don't remember now who was sending us the question, uh, but it's certainly a question we hear often, which is, how do I create a steady stream of clients? We've had an episode about how, how to create the next client, because that's often more helpful to kind of focus on, and not about the entirety of clients. But moving on from that, I'm, I'm curious, and I know many coaches are curious, uh, about different ways how we can create a steady stream of clients so that clients keep coming in and maybe we don't have to do so much uh, advertising or outreach or social media activity. Um, mm -hmm. What kind of systems are out there that allow us to get clients on the regular uh, while perhaps minimizing the kind of marketing side of things that I know a lot of coaches don't really enjoy. They want to do the coaching, right? They want to do the performance uh, rather than uh, all, all the businessy stuff around it. So I'm I'm curious about your perspective, Sivash. Uh, I know you will have lots to talk about, um, but I'll 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 just kind of you know open some space for you and see see how long I can get you talking. <laughs> yeah, cool. Well, you know I think um, it's a great question, right? Because once you make a bit of money, you want to find out like, hey, how can I do this again and again? Because for most of us, right, we want to maybe, like, we want to replace the job. We want to have, like, that regular income, that paycheck every at the end of every month. Now, here's the thing, right? A steady stream of income, you know, um, you know, it could mean anything, right? So, personally, like, what I personally categorize uh, in business, like, I categorize three different phases in business. Again, you can do it in different ways, but... I look at phase one as like building a bit coaching business from zero to 5,000 a month. Phase two is like five to 20,000 a month. And phase three, I put as 20 to 50,000 a month. Mm -hmm. and, it, and of course, there can be a lot more, right? But here's the thing. Is first of all, <laughs> can, I, can I just pause there for a moment? Because I know many of the coaches sitting out there will be like, what the hell is phase two and three? That's crazy. Um, yeah. A lot of the coaches that I, I work with on building their business, that they would be super happy with two thousand pounds, which is like what two and a half thousand dollars, three thousand, two and a half thousand euros, three thousand dollars, something like that. You know, a lot of coaches would already be super happy with. So, hearing above five thousand a month is already like a like that seems unreachable for so many coaches, right? Yeah, it is. And I think it is It is not something that everyone aspires to. And I think, you know, we don't need to say talk about that. But I think the reason I make the distinction is because you need kind of like different way of working. Uh -huh. You need right. to like different strategies to, right. go to, the, to, to go to that level. And that's why it's important to actually start with kind of like that with your goal in mind, right? Like, okay, well, if my goal is to, like when I started my, I had to replace my job income, which was a thousand a month, which wasn't much. But then my wife lost her job and then it became two and a half thousand. 
right? right. So we got a we got a baby, and then it became three and a half thousand, right? And we got a second baby, right? So you, you get an idea. Like what we want to do is just understand like how much money do I need mm-hmm. so I can do my work, and right. then again, right? We need to understand the basic needs. Yeah. But I, I personally also prefer. You know, you know that I enjoy investing in myself. So I know that, hey, my needs are a bit more. I want to <laughs> you you need a huge coaching budget, Sivash. I know who you work with. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I uh, love reading books. I love, you know, going to courses, investing, coaching, mentoring. But it's, again, understanding where your personal needs are and then yeah. maybe also thinking what, what are the extras I want, maybe yeah. a holiday, right? Yeah, I think that's really helpful to distinguish between the three phases. Uh, I'm sure we could do an episode for each of them. So maybe we focus on uh, on the phase phase one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So and and here's the thing, right? I am uh, when I think about business, I want a business that's sustainable and predictable, and and also scalable. But here, you don't really need to think about scalable if you want to stick with phase one, right? But we want that steady paycheck. You know, when we go to a job, we work forty hours a week. Uh, and then at the end of the month, we get a nice paycheck. We kind of know where that paycheck is. And of course, the reality is, as an entrepreneur, as a coach, it's not always going to be the same, but you, there are skills that we can learn, right? And that's why I personally tend to focus is what, what do I need to learn? What do I need to get good at? What is the process that I need to do, right? What do I need to do daily, weekly, mm-hmm. monthly to get that income, right? So the question was, how do I, how do I create a steady stream of clients, right? So it, it sounds like back. you have a system. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is there is a system. You know, it's when you do when you do something for yourself, often we can, can just go and it almost happens unconscious. But when we start teaching it, we have to bring it to a conscious level. So I spend a lot of hours actually thinking about this. And the way I look at it is very much like look, we we have the process that's in our control and the result, the stream of clients is not actually in our control, right? But it's, it's created by the activities that we do, uh-huh. right? So the first thing would be is to focus on a few skills. And I know that, you know, you, what you mentioned there around marketing, I didn't really, when I started, I didn't really enjoy marketing, but actually learning about marketing, learning about skills, uh, sales, is really fundamental to growing a sustainable business, right? So there's three skills that are really essential. Becoming good at marketing, becoming good at sales, and becoming good at coaching, mm-hmm. right? So just doing a coaching qualification is not really enough in my, in my view. You have to really become good at it. So having yeah. supervision, having someone else that can give you feedback, yeah. right? Um, yeah, and often the coaching is uh, over uh, amplified and uh, marketing and sales is certainly something that I stayed away from for a long time because yeah. I had I had a I had a misconceptions about what it actually means and I I totally agree that once we learn about what that actually is and we find some people who do it in a way that we can respect and really resonate with um that helps a lot so I I think it might be helpful to just kind of put a frame around what marketing and what sales yeah. actually mean. Yeah, 100%. I think because the phrase itself doesn't necessarily help. Like, okay, I need to learn sales and you go buy, buy a bunch of books, yeah. right? So I think in, in terms of sales, we just need to learn. You know, we talked a little bit about charging before, right? But you need to learn. Yeah, you need to learn to communicate and articulate how you can help someone, right? right? And it's not so much about you know, learning all the, the benefits and the features of your package, 
But the truth is people don't really care about your package. They just want mm-hmm. to know, can you help me? How do you help me? Yeah. Right. So the sales part is just really being able to, it's kind of the bridge, right? You can have a great coaching session or discovery session that some coaches do, right? But then the bridge between someone starting, that's where yeah. sales happens. It's that, yeah. that little bit. Sometimes it's a 20-minute conversation. Sometimes it's a 10-minute conversation. But yeah. there's, a, there's, a, there's a process to that. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think that's that's really important to understand is that in marketing, we we build that bridge. We make a connection into a conversation. Yeah. We we uh, build a connection so somebody knows that we exist. So there's a, there's an entrance point into a conversation, into some contact between you and a prospect, a potential client, not a client yet. And the sales part is when you actually have had that conversation. And then at the end of that conversation, you you figure out how you can help them, you know. And then there's the closing part, which is I think different yet is when you when you have sold something, which meant you have uh, made it clear what the outcome might be or what it is that you're offering. You know, I, I in my head still when I say sales, I have a negative association, so I'm trying to avoid the word sales in my head. It became offering my help, you know, because that's something yeah. I'm really down with. Sales to me still sounds like somebody's manipulating me into buying into something that I don't really need, you know, but I'm, I'm genuinely offering help. And I genuinely believe uh, that what I have to offer will help them. And if you're not genuinely convinced that your offering is going to help somebody, then that's what you need to work on first. You know, because if, if you're confident about what you're providing, the space that you hold, uh, even if the outcome is a potential and not a certainty, because it's not up to us, then then you can offer that. And you can, I, I was able to offer that with far more confidence and far more, um, far more hubris, you know, um, far more um, energy because I knew that was going to help them or at least have the potential to help them. And I would want that person to do what they just described to me. I was, I was uh, really excited about that person um, telling me about their vision and what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And I want them to be that person and do those things. And I know that my space has potential to do that. So if I make those bridges and if I show them what they're buying, that's the sales process. And that's the sale process I'm down with. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think a lot of, a lot of us have that experience with like a negative experience with sales. And, and unfortunately I think it's created because of, you know how a lot of salespeople are right mm-hmm. you go to the mall and you know there's someone trying to sell you perfume or they're in your face they're constantly trying to sell you something right yeah. and yeah for me like what was really helpful is similar i think you know sales is service mm-hmm. right how can i help this person how can i serve this person um but i think you know personally i think as a, as coaches we want to do things a bit different you know there's that's why I personally don't think that the traditional way of doing discovery discovery calls really works for most coaches, unless you have a really good profile, right? And people already know like, okay, like they're Rich Litvin, you know, and, and this is kind of actually happening in my business, right? Where I have actually salespeople working for me now, right? So we, we've kind of created an, a different way of doing things, but it's because my profile is, you know, I've established myself, right? But for the first four years of my coaching career, right? It was about me giving people an experience. And that's really what I encourage coaches to do is to give people